welcome to Pixelcast, your strategic business and marketing podcast to help you improve your influence and impact and to grow your business faster this year. Now today I want to speak about digital transformation at the speed of culture. Now your customers, they aren't your customers anymore. What I mean by that is they are designers, they are journalists, they are product developers, they're critics, they're smart testers. Your customers are so much more smarter than they've ever been than previous customers of the past. And one way many organizations are keeping up to date with their smarter customers is through digital transformation. An essential strategy for legacy-based organizations that predate cloud-based technology. Now, to meet the needs of these future customers, a digital transformation needs to actually disrupt the current way a business is working and make sure they keep up to speed with cultural change that has happening all around them. You know, the range of, of approaches of digital transformation is almost as wide as the variety of organizations implementing it. And what I mean is that with so much variation and with so much people approaching digital transformation in their organizations in different ways, there is you know, one man's way is more effective for him and another man's way is effective for him. And what's happening is that there are so many different ways to approach this and thoughts behind this. So what I want to do today is kind of share my own thoughts, what I've experienced through working with brands like British Airways and HomeServe and many others, and how I can actually share something that potentially may give some insights to help you with your organization. So the first thing I want to share is that you really need to nail down who your existing customer is. And what I mean by that is primarily focusing on their customer journey. Now, the first thing an organization really needs to nail down is not only who their customer is, but what is the customer journey map and map that out step by step. You see, this goes beyond the central company client transaction and requires an understanding of each level of interaction for your organization with your customer. And as customers are spending more and more time online, you are seeking to meet them where they are. And also, is your online presence communicating the right image about your brand and about your company to that customer? Now, remember, there is so much competition for them to pick from that you need to make sure that you map out your journey, your customer journey effectively so that you can find areas that you need to improve on. And an effective digital transformation not only takes into consideration the customer journey, but all touch points that customer will interact with with your organization. And this may seem obvious to some, and you'd be surprised at how easily there are tonal inconsistencies for some organizations. There are some people that are acting one way outside of their organization and doing another thing at work and not taking into consideration the way their actual customers are thinking. And social media is a prime example of how people are acting one way and doing certain things online. But when they come into their organization, organization is moving almost very dinosaur-like when it comes on to how they communicate with their customers, especially using social media. And I'll speak about that a bit later. Now, in order to truly capitalize on the benefits of a digital transformation, I believe many organizations must become proactive rather than reactive. And what I mean by that is there are two key differences between a reactive organization and a proactive organization. Now, a reactive organization has five points that I want to kind of highlight today. The first point on a reactive organization is that they wait for customers to complain. The second point on a reactive organization is they don't seek to innovate. The third thing you find is that they don't seek to be unique as a strategy. The fourth thing is that they watch their competition more than they listen to customers. And the fifth thing that I've found is that they look for the quick fix 
solution to a customer problem. And I call this the digital pasta. And in America, they'd call this a band-aid, you know, um, a quick fix to a simple problem, right? Or maybe a big problem. But what we find with proactive organizations is same five steps, but I wanna kind of share these five steps of a proactive organization, and this could be you. And if you're a proactive organization, then you're moving in the right direction, right? Now, a proactive organization, number one, they see their customer as a partner than more of a consumer. Number two, they know what customers want. They really nail that down and they spend their time to enhance that experience for their customers. Number three, they seek to use technology to enhance a customer experience, you see? So yes, number two, they know what their customers want. And then they, where possible, they seek to use technology to enhance a customer experience, not to replace in any way, but to enhance, you see? Number four, they speak to customers regularly and they actively listen, you see? So there's some organizations that are reactive, they may be speaking to customers, but they're not actually listening to customers. Uh, and I'll give an example of this afterwards. Number five is, you know, these proactive organizations, they keep their customers informed with new changes. And the reason why they do that is because they want to show their customers that they are listening to them, that they are trialing things, that they're putting things into beta testing and they're making it work. Now, recently, uh, one of the biggest reactive organizations, I call them, that came about in the headlines was United Airlines, you know, and they were on the news because of the way that their staff had treated their customers. But an example of a proactive organization is Southwest Airlines in the similar industry, but Southwest is a low cost airline with an amazing goal and vision, but people actually want to fly with Southwest Airlines. Now, essentially moving towards becoming a proactive organization, not only focusing on the five steps I highlighted before, but making the customer journey a key consideration in decision-making will not only help cut down unnecessary friction, when implementing a new digital solution. It's also about understanding that in transforming your organization digitally and taking into consideration the customer journey, it's moving from conventional customer service where you're more reactive and highlighting and moving towards customer experience models where you're more proactive. Now, this is what I mean by customer experience over customer service. If you didn't already know, customer experience is now becoming an essential pillar of an organization strategy. Now, some organizations should spend more of their time, energy, and resources into customer experience-centered developments if they want to see real growth. And the key difference that I've found, or the key difference between customer service and customer experience models is that former, well, when, when you used to look at customer service, basically, it was more reactive in behavior. You know, you'd fix a problem, you'd wait for it to be reported, you'd usually end up with some kind of digital plaster on it, and that plaster itself starts to become a problem because customers may have learned more or they've seen a, um, a competitor do it in a better way or a different way, and they come back to their key organization and they're like, well, what about this and what about that? But customer experience, on the other hand, is so much more. And the first thing I want to highlight, and it's the most obvious thing I want to highlight when it comes on to customer experience, is that you need to talk to your customer. Now, living in the age of big data can sometimes seem to make us forget that. You know, there's so much customers to speak to, there's so much things happening online, there's so many digital touch points to be aware of. But those who directly work on digital products, for example, your engineers, your developers, your designers, your product managers, need to always have direct access to customer feedback. You know, at Drift, a company where they specialize in chatbots, right? 
um, at GFD's engineers, they speak directly to customers. HubSpot do a similar thing. Um, another company segment do the same thing. And in speaking directly to customers, not only has it helped them to save time, but it also helps the engineers, the designers, the managers, all of those involved in the actual product design and development, develop empathy towards the needs of the customer. So Peter Rainstart from Segment says, as engineers who had never done this before, talking to people didn't seem like real work. Real work was coding, Peter said, but in reality, 20 hours of great interviews probably would have saved us about 18 months of building useless stuff. So the organization has to evolve, it has to grow, it has to meet the needs of the customers they serve. And this helps them understand not only where customers are at currently, but also the future goals and the motivations of the customers that they are working with or the customers that they currently have. Now, this is not an easy task, but the more that a company's design and development team speak directly to customers, the easier it will definitely become. So my next point is then when input comes on to improving customer experience is how do you recognize customers' motivations and goals, right? And this is key. And you do this by recognizing your customers as partners and not as consumers. Now, when it comes on to implementing an effective digital transformation, when you recognize that your customers, they're like designers, journalists, product developers, and all round critics, this is what I mean when I say your customers are like a designer. They're like a designer because as the internet and digital products are becoming better designed, more visually appealing, with greater user experience and interactions, the expectations of your key customers will increase because visually they're being stimulated by so much competition out there on the web. They're like journalists because with social media at their fingertips, customers are ready to tell the world what they think about whether your product is good or bad. They're like product developers. <laughs> what I mean by that is as people use more and more better designed products, they're now slowly but surely becoming able to see flaws in design and in interaction. And so it's so key to deliver exceptional quality that drives great experience. And then they're also like critics who want to be contacted instantly from an organization. So like they'll jump on Twitter, they'll reach out to you. If you don't respond very quickly or Facebook chat, sometimes they may go as a critic to another channel or that same channel and maybe blast your company and say something bad about them. So you need to be very aware of these smarter, more savvy customers that are around right now. Now, as you progress, don't try to do everything as you get feedback, you know? Test changes in increments, but test changes with what you call beta releases. This allows you to release things in stages and in steps. And also many larger companies are forging relationships with startups to help not only increase the service offering to customers, but make the experience even better. See, Nicholas Drake, the SVP from T-Mobile, he said that your customer will appreciate that they are being heard. And with every update or new test, your customer loyalty and trust will increase. You build a new level of trust with your customers because they appreciate that you are trying to learn from the differences between what they like to experience and what experience they're trained to accept. That's Nicholas Drake from T-Mobile. So my final point on improving customer experience, right? And this is key to digital transformation, right? is your customers are socially active. Now, I did mention this before, but I really wanna hammer this down today. 
Now, for some reason, many businesses still focus on marketing as if we're in 2007. What I mean by that is email marketing still dominates their main way that they communicate and market to their customers. Even though email marketing is a part of a bigger picture of the experience, if your digital transformation isn't done correctly, you also need to take into consideration where the attention of your customer is highest. Because where the attention of your customer is highest, that means you need to be there the most and making sure that you're socially active, just like your customer is. And according to statistics on socialmediatoday.com, people spend an astonishing amount of time online. The average person will spend nearly two hours, that's approximately 116 minutes on social media every day. And that translates to about, in the total of their lifespan, about five years and four months. And this time is only increasing. So you're seeing what's happening is that as the attention becomes more shifted towards social media, the amount of people that spend on social media is constantly increasing. And if you look at the teen demographic who primarily are on Snapchat and Instagram, as we speak this moment, right? Teens now spend up to nine hours a day on social platforms. While 30% of their time is spent online, it's now allocated to social media interaction. And a majority of their time is primarily on mobile, not desktop. And 60% of social media time is spent on a mobile device. So this is why companies, when it comes onto digital transformation, very much need to take into consideration how they are marketing themselves, as well as how they digitally are actually working internally in their company. Now, it's funny that the online behavior of many of the people that work in an organization doesn't actually match the way that organization communicates on social media. And I wanna kind of give two points as I close today to help you when it comes onto social media. There are two areas businesses need to pay attention to with their social media and that's context. The first thing is context. Now, what is the behavior of your end consumer? And while they are using this platform that you're sharing, how do I reach them in the most effective way? And the second thing is your content. Ask how do people consume content effectively on that platform, whether it's Facebook, you know, back in the day we were using images a lot. Now it makes sense to use video, Snapchat, short 10 second videos. How can I tell a story rather than just put random snaps up? You know, you need to think effectively, how do people consume that content on the context of that platform? And then how do I connect with them with this content that I'm sharing? Now, when you take the context and the content into consideration, before you click post, before you share what you want out, out in the world for people to see, interact with your customers, speak to them directly and get a conversation around the brand that you have and make sure you're proactive at doing that. You see, as you do more, you'll become a proactive organization of the future rather than a reactive organization of the past. And once you accept that your customer is a designer, a journalist, a product developer and a critic, you'll begin to understand what an effective digital transformation entails. And that's the ability to evolve at the speed of culture. So if you like this podcast today, I just want to say thank you for listening. Subscribe and get on board with the Pixelcast podcast. And thank you for listening today. Take care.